Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's Brother from TSN's Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. So earlier today, I put out uh, an episode. Make sure you go check that out. I talked about all the crazy stuff that happened in the the NHL um, over the last 24 hours. Flurry getting traded. Ovechkin signing a, an extension. Garland signed an extension. Um, lots more stuff happening around the NHL. But then I also talked about uh, the Leafs free agent wish list that I had where I did my power rankings for the top five players that I want the Leafs to go after uh, this free agency. So make sure that you go check that out uh, right now if you want to. Um, but uh, to, to this episode specifically that you are currently listening to is more of a bonus episode where I'm going to be playing the match game. So this is completely uh, just a, a fun little bonus show that I'm doing here where I'm taking a look at some of the uh, top free agents in the market uh, going into free agency and making a projection on where I think they land. Who's going to sign them? This could be based on uh, need, based on fit, based on relationships, familiarity with the team, with the coach, with some players, and most of all, can they afford them? So that's probably the the biggest one, uh, you know, making sure that the, the numbers fit there somehow. So we're going to just start this thing up. I've got some forwards, I've got some D, and then I've got some goaltenders as well, and lots of goalies out there. And maybe that's where I'll start with the goaltending market because it's going to be a carousel. We've got Philip Grubauer, Fred Anderson, Peter Morazic, Martin Jones, Yaro Halak, uh, Linus Allmark, and Braden Holtby. So those are the players that we are starting with, and I'm going to match them all up. So let's start with Philip Grubauer, who had an exceptional season with the Colorado Avalanche. And the problem with Colorado is like they don't really, <laughs> they don't got a lot of cap space to to throw around because I mean they've got to get Landis Calgary signed. They just gave a boatload of cash to Kale McCarr. I don't know if they can actually bring back Philip Grubauer. And I think there's a team out there that's going to be willing to pay him a lot of money for a lot, uh, put some more term on that deal. And that's the Pittsburgh Penguins. They desperately need a goaltender, and I think Philip Grubauer uh, is someone who they would certainly have some uh, some interest in. So I think that the Pittsburgh Penguins get themselves the top goalie on the market, and by signing Philip Grubauer, maybe like a similar to Marchand's contract a year ago, six times six. Maybe could be a, 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 a potential figure, dollar figure. All right, let's move on to Fred Anderson. I've gotten to go into the Hurricanes. There has been way too much discussion about Fred Anderson and the Hurricanes over the last three you know, three years-ish, I think it eventually happens. You know, they they moved on from Peter Morazic. Uh, they moved on from Alex Nadelkovic for whatever reason. And currently, all they have assigned... Do they even have a goalie? I don't think they have one, no, because they brought in Jonathan Bernier. 
but it's not looking like Bernier wants to re-sign there either. So they don't really have a goaltender. So Anderson comes in, gets the starting job that he's want, that he wants, and they'll probably be able to pay him uh, a decent amount of money, at least $5 million bucks, I would assume, which is probably why they didn't want to give it to Mrazek. So uh, Fred Anderson, I'm going to link to the Carolina Hurricanes. And I think he'll have a, a pretty good season with Carolina too. Just they're a, a tremendously structured team with with Rod Brindamore. Uh, they got some quality defensemen there. They play really solid in front of the goaltenders. And it seems like over the last few years, uh, no matter what goaltender is there, uh, they seem to play well. Whether it's Mrazek, yeah, Curtis McElhaney a couple of years back looked like an absolute stud. And then obviously um, Alex Nedeljkovic, who put forth a rookie of the year-esque campaign this season in front of that defense. So Anderson would be pretty happy if he could go over there and uh, play for Carolina. All right, Peter Morazic, the former Carolina Hurricanes goalie. I think he ends up in Toronto. I, I really do. I think that the the Leafs see a need here uh, and they fill that hole and they look at it and say, look, this is probably our best option. We don't want to screw around. We could go Martin Jones, but what if he doesn't bounce back? What if he's not the, you know, starting caliber goalie that he was three years ago? And it has been three years since his, you know, his best days were were uh, were there for him, right? So to say that his best days are ahead of him at this point, I think are unlikely. So I think going with a guy like Peter Morazic, who has had his best years actually coming off his best season, uh, I think Morazic would be a, a better option. A little bit more expensive, but listen, you pay for what you get. And I think you're going to get better goaltending out of Morazic than you would for Jones. All right, speaking of Jones, though, which team is going to roll the dice on him? I think the Boston Bruins are actually a pretty good spot for Marty Jones. Keep in mind, uh, they technically traded for him once. They did flip him minutes later to the San Jose Sharks. But I just think that they're going to be searching for uh, for a good goaltender. I think there is a... Uh, a need for it, obviously, with Yaro Halak leaving. Tuka Rask is injured. So they've got this Daniel Swayman. No, is it Daniel Swayman? Jeremy Swayman. they got Jeremy Swayman, and then I think it's Dan Vladar right now as their starter and backup. And I, I, they probably want somebody else in that mix. Like, it's at least one other goaltender, um, you know, a, a Veteran, preferably. I think Martin Jones comes with a wealth of experience, would be a good option for them. Uh, speaking of the man who departed Boston, Yaro Halak. I got him going to the Vancouver Canucks. There's been some reports recently about Vancouver circling in, and I've obviously after they, uh, you know, bought out Braden Holpe, they're going to be looking for a backup goaltender for Thatcher Demko. So why not bring in Yaro Halak? I think uh, he's a guy who has been able to carry the load of playing 30 to 35 games a year, and that would make a lot of sense. I think Demko's ready for the net, but you get a good solid backup um, to to kind of take you know, to uh, take him under his wing still. And if he gets injured, you still feel comfortable with Halak as a guy who can kind of weather you through a storm if he misses some sort of extended time in Vancouver. With the deals that they've made over the last little week, they need to compete this year because the 
contracts, uh, their cap situation gets a little murky in the future. So they kind of, you know, Jim Benny is hoping for success now. So get yourself a good goaltender uh, to back up Demko and good enough that if Demko goes down, uh, Yarl Halak or whatever goaltender they choose could come in and kind of steer the ship. And I think Halak is uh, probably the guy who I'm, I'm, I'm banking on to be that guy for them. Uh, let's talk about the guy who they bought out today, Braden Holpe. I'm thinking the Vegas Golden Knights, actually. Uh, they just got rid of Marc-Andre Fleury, clearly. Uh, they traded him to the Chicago Blackhawks for, well, nothing, actually. A minor league prospect, but essentially they picked up a whole bunch of cap space. And they say that they're going to use that cap space to go out and get a goaltender, a backup goalie. And look, Brayden Holpe's making a lot of money. Right, he's already making his full freight from uh, from Vancouver, pretty close to it. So I don't think he's going to be asking for a whole lot. He's made a lot of money in his career already. Maybe he's at the point where he wants to go and try and win another cup. You know, he just won one in Washington. Maybe he tries to win another one here. He goes to the Vegas Golden Knights. Kelly McCrimmon, a former Washington guy, brings him back into the fold, and he becomes the backup to Robin Leonard. Uh, I know Holpe hasn't had the best last few seasons, so maybe they would rather have somebody else, but I think the familiarity with Holpe and McCrimmon, maybe they roll the dice here and they, they say, well, look, Leonard's going to, be our guy, and if not, we think Holpe could be good enough and probably cheap enough also to uh, to to be the backup. And that leaves Linus Allmark. Ah, Linus, Linus, Linus. There's two teams that I think are going to be heavy in on. I think there's three teams that are actually going to be heavy in on Olmark. Um, I think Pittsburgh has some interest. I think Colorado would have interest if Grubauer leaves. And I also think that Buffalo definitely, I know, want to retain him. So Buffalo could probably pay the most amount of money. It depends if he wants to go there or not. Um, So we'll see what ends up happening there. For the purposes of this exercise, I said Colorado because I gave Pittsburgh Grubauer and I think that the Avs, after losing out on Grubauer, will make sure that they want to lock up Allmark at the very least and still have a quality starter for a team that has Stanley Cup aspirations. So I got Allmark uh, going to Colorado. So recap of the goaltenders. I've got Grubauer going to Pittsburgh. Freddie Anderson going to Carolina. Peter Mrazek coming to Toronto. Marty Jones going to Boston. Yara Halak going to Vancouver. Allmark heads to Colorado. And Braden Holpe reunites with his old friend Bradley McCurman with the Vegas Golden Knights. Alright, we'll take a quick break. When we get back, let's go through the defensemen here on the Locked On Lease podcast as I go through the free agents and play the match game. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, price at Rock Auto are always reliably low and the same for the professionals as the do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com and see all the parts available for your car or your truck and write Locked On on their How'd You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com. 
All right, welcome back to the Locked On These Podcast. Mike DiStefano with you, the host of this show. Already went through the goaltenders in this upcoming free agent class. Now we're going to go through the defensemen and see where maybe they will land. Um, Let's start off with the big boy, Dougie Hamilton. So... Carolina probably still discussing with Hamilton, but at this point seems like he's going to go uh, elsewhere. And I get the sense, like, he's he's an interesting player. He's been around the block a little bit. And um, I'm, I'm hearing that a deal could potentially be already done and in, in, in the bag. Uh, I think it's New Jersey, and I believe it's for $8.5 million by seven years. So if that is indeed the contract... That is being offered to him by New Jersey. I don't know if there's another team that could really beat that. So I'm going to go with the Devils as uh, as the likely destination for Dougie Hamilton. And the Devils are looking to make a swing this offseason. So I think that that makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, you bring him in. You can pay him. And it's not really going to affect you. So Dougie Hamilton goes to New Jersey. Tyson Berry. I think he goes back to Edmonton. I really do. I don't know how many other teams are. Apparently, there's a bunch of teams out west that still have like an affinity for Tyson Berry based on his play in Colorado. And I wonder if that would, you know, maybe have other teams want to pay him to to bring him in. Uh, Maybe, I don't know, Nashville, perhaps. You know, they just got rid of Ryan Ellis. Uh, I'm trying to think of another team who may even be interested. I mean, the Seattle Kraken could, may, but I mean, they have tons of defensemen, and so I doubt they go D. Yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, I think the Edmonton Oilers, they circle back and eventually hammer out a deal and bring him, bring him back to the fold. I think, uh, you know, he was really good for the power play. He was really good, racked up a whole bunch of points. You know, he could still break the puck up. I know that here in Toronto, we have a, a real sour taste in our mouth with with Barry, but he did have a better season with the Oilers. So that's where I'm going to be projecting he ends up signing. I think I read it was about a five-year deal that he might be looking around, five, five-and-a-half-ish on like a, a four-year term. So that's that's about what I think Tyson Barry uh, would garner on the open market. So I think Edmonton, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, moving on, Alec Martinez. think I've read that he's actually, like there's a, a, a deal in place that Alec Martinez already has a, a contract signed to return to the Vegas Golden Knights. I think it was a three-year deal around $4 bucks or something like that. So that would make a lot of sense to me. Go right back to Vegas and try and win yourself another Stanley Cup. So not going to spend a whole lot of time there. Ryan Suter, the man who was bought out by the Minnesota Wild. I've heard Dallas is actually the uh, the front runner right now. So let's send him to the Dallas Stars. I think that would make a little bit of sense. They're a team that's looking to get back into the playoffs after missing out uh, after coming off of a Stanley Cup final run. But I think Suter would definitely go in and kind of be a, a Jamie Alexiak replacement and, and eat up those minutes in the top four there. So Suter would make a lot of sense. Um, Alex Edler. I'm not going to lie, if he was cheap, and I, I mean, Edler would be an interesting player for Toronto just because he can kill penalties, block shots, good locker room guy. But I also see another Canadian team being his destination, the Calgary Flames. 
They lost their captain, Mark Giordano, who plays the left side. Alex Edler plays the left side. And they're going to be looking for somebody to, you know, take over those minutes. And honestly, I could see it'll probably be a committee, but I could see them bringing in a guy like Alex Edler. And, I mean, you take a look at last offseason, Chris Tanev, uh, Jacob Markstrom, Josh Levo, and Louis Domingue all left Vancouver to go to Calgary. Why not bring in Alex Edler and uh, you know reunite him with Chris Tanev? You know, it just it, it would make sense to me, and it's it's a need that they also have. You know, a veteran blue liner. Um, so Edler to Calgary, I think, is is an interesting one that I've that I've got here, and that David Savard. The Montreal Canadiens, uh, after losing out, after losing Shea Weber, that is to injury, potentially career-ending injury, which would be extremely unfortunate. I replace again with uh, another big-body defenseman in in David Savard. I think that makes uh, a ton of sense there, and I've heard that there's interest on both ends to try and work out some deal. So maybe that's uh, that's something that both sides will be interested in. So I'm going to go with the Montreal Canadiens as David Savard's next destination. All right, we'll take one more quick break, and when we come back, we're getting to the forwards, baby, getting to the money makers, and we'll do that when we get back here on the Locked On Leafs podcast. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. The NHL playoffs are in full swing, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sports needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action, and more. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign in today. Use a promo code locked on and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code locked on for 50% off your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast. Mike DiStefano here, the host of this show. Uh, just a reminder, too, that later in the week, Tony Ferrari is going to be joining us, our draft expert here on Locked On Leafs. And he's going to be going over the draft class for Toronto, going a little bit more in-depth with the players that they selected. And uh, we'll also be kind of ranking them in terms of where they fit now within the prospect pool and within the prospect ranking. So, you know, is Matthew Nies, uh, Matthew Nice, sorry, considered one of the team's new top end prospects? We'll find out from Tony, and I believe that'll be on Friday. So make sure that you're subscribed and uh, get that Friday show as well. But let's get back to today's show and today's content as we continue looking at the free agents around the NHL as I try and match them to the team that they're going to sign. Actually, I'm going to keep track and see how many I actually get correct. I'd be surprised if I bat anywhere close to 500. That would be a a terrific, terrific uh, job by me. But, all right, we've already done the goalies. We've done the defensemen. Now let's get to the forwards, and let's start with the big gun, Gabriel Landeskog. So... Part of the reason why I did not have the Colorado Avalanche re-signing Philip Grubauer was because I had them giving money, more money to Gabe Landeskog. 
I think that they figure out a deal. They bring him back. I think he understands that, you know, this is a team that wants to win. And if they want to win, he can't try and get paid the moon at the end of the day. You look at what happened in Tampa, and I understand Tampa's a, a no, Florida's a no tax state, so it's a little bit different. But still, they took, like market value wise, they took discounts. Hedman, Stamkos, Kucherov, Vasilevsky, Braden Point, all these players took discounts. If the Colorado Avalanche want to do the same thing and try and win a cup, they got to also start doing this. Ranton kind of got paid full freight. McCarr got paid full freight at $9 million. I mean, it's a good contract. Don't get me wrong. It's not an overpayment, but it's not a... He didn't take less to stay in Colorado. Um, I mean, it was an RFA contract as well. There wasn't much leverage that he had. But Landis Gog has leverage. He can leave. But I think at the end of the day... I think they figure out a way to keep their captain. That said, I also would not be surprised at all if Landis Gug comes back and they actually give the C to McKinnon. But I wonder if that would also be with it, you know, in the conversation about a new deal is, well, if I come back, I'm keeping the C. I don't know. This is weird. The other team that I also have is, is the Islanders. I think if he doesn't come back to Colorado, the Islanders are the team that I think signs him. Um, and then there's no awkward <laughs> giving the captaincy to Nathan McKinnon conversation. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Colorado or the Islanders, I guess I could say, are the two teams who I think Landis Gog uh, lands with. Brendan Saad, the Detroit Red Wings. I know, I know what you're saying. Why would he want to go to Detroit? Well, I think Detroit wants to bring in some veterans to kind of put around this young building team. And Saad's a guy who already has Stanley Cups. He's won. You know, he's not chasing Cups. And Detroit has a boatload of cap space. And they could just throw money at this guy. Honestly, if he wants, if he's looking for $6 million like he was making this year, he can do that in Detroit. They can give him that money, and it's not going to bother them. They have like $30 million plus 30-plus million in cap space. They can offer him whatever they want. And, uh, you know, Saad is a great locker room guy. Uh, you know, a couple of years back, the Blackhawks traded Artemi Panarin to get him back onto their team because he was such a good locker room guy and a good, you know, person, uh, a good friend with Taze and Kane. Uh, but I, I think that Saad maybe would be willing to... Uh, go to a, a non-contender if the price is right, and I think Detroit would be willing to bring that in to bring in his 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 veteranness to surround that young nucleus, that young talent that they're starting to build up uh, with Stevie Y and the Wings organization. Uh, Zach Hyman, yeah, I guess we're not going to go off board here. I think the Edmonton Oilers is pretty well already done. Uh, I think this is going to be a seven-year deal at five and a half million, which is something that I did not want the Maple Leafs to do anyway. So, if that's what he's wanting to take, the, the Leafs can't match it. So, go to Edmonton, and to be honest, that's probably the second best place because I got him in my fantasy team. <laughs> and uh, Zach Hyman uh, with Connor McDavid, 
or Leon Dreisaitl, yes, please. Yes, please. I'll 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 take that for sure. But yeah, we we've talked extensively about this this pairing, this marrying. Uh, so I'll I'll move on. Blake Coleman. I would love for him to come to Toronto. I don't think it's going to happen. I actually think that the New Jersey Devils are looking to be big-time players. I already talked about how I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a deal in place for Dougie Hamilton to go to New Jersey. I think Blake Coleman would be another uh, uh, another player who could go back to New Jersey, and they'd be willing to give him money. Again, he's won his cups. He's got two cups now. And if New Jersey's willing to pay him five, five and a half million on a multi-year deal to come back to their organization, I think he's got to take it. <laughs> I think that he would, right? I, I, I don't think there was any animosity. Um, there was uh, discussions had about him potentially staying in New Jersey and signing an extension, but they opted to trade him for draft picks, which was the right call at the time. Uh, but now you can bring him back, right? Come back. Be a good part of this organization. We're trying to instill winning amongst, you know, the Jack Eichels and the Nico Heischers and, uh, you know, the other young guys around the league uh, or on our team. Come back and help us. And I think that that could be a good landing spot for Blake Coleman. Phil Deneau, the Matthews kryptonite, apparently. Uh, I have him leaving the Montreal Canadiens and going westward to the Seattle Kraken. Yes, the Seattle Kraken, who actually have also an agreement in place, reportedly, with Jaden Schwartz. So, you know, the reason why they didn't go you know, big buck hunting in the uh, in the expansion drafts. They wanted to have a lot of cap flexibility to do things in free agency and within trade. And Phil Deneau, uh, I think, is a very talented player for what he does. I don't think he's worth the five and a half million that he's going to garner from Seattle uh, or whichever team signs him. I think, you know, he's looking for a a deal of more than north of 5 million bucks. And for a third line shutdown center, I'm just not so sold that that's uh, a a good, a good way to spend your money. And, (laughs) but Seattle's got tons of it. So I could, I could see that being, being the, uh, being the case. And I know that Phil Deneau at one point, I thought I read that he wanted to get out of Montreal uh, because he he felt that his role wasn't big enough. He wanted a bigger role. And if he goes to Seattle, he's automatically their number one center. Automatically that team's number one center. So you can't can't get much bigger role than that. So I think that would be a a solid place for uh, for Deneau. Okay, moving on to Mike Hoffman. Yeah, he's a tricky one. Like, this guy scores a lot of goals. Didn't do that well this season, but beforehand, perennial 30-goal guy. I think he scored 30 goals in like five straight seasons. But didn't, you know, coming off a down year, but also all he does is shoot and score, doesn't do much else. I don't know how many teams can be lining up for Mike Hoffman this year. But I think one team has got cap space and is going to need somebody to put the puck in the net is the Buffalo Sabres. So I actually have the Sabres coming in on Mike Hoffman and maybe giving him a little, you know, overpaying him a little bit. And it's not going to hurt them because, well, they're going to be just clawing to get to the floor, especially if this Jack Eichel trade ends up going through um, at some point this offseason. Bring in Mike Hoffman at the, apparently he's looking for north of $5 million. Buffalo could at least afford it. Is it worth it? 
Probably not. But they can afford it, and they have to overpay to bring him in. But maybe he could pot 25 or so goals and uh, kind of help his stock by getting some top minutes in Buffalo. Moving on to Nick Palmieri. So I have two teams for Nick Palmieri. If Landis Cog does not end up in New York, I think Palmieri goes back to the Islanders. So really, I think Palmieri will may have to wait for the Landeskog domino to fall before he signs elsewhere because, like I said, if Landeskog goes to the island, then they won't be able to also bring back Palmieri. And if that's the case, I'm going to Boston. I think that'd be a really good fit for him. But if Palmieri does, or if Landeskog goes back to Colorado, I think the Islanders circle back and try and get him back into into New York. So that's my prediction there for Nick Palmieri. Uh, Mikhail Granlund. I'm actually going to predict the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, like I mentioned in the other podcast uh, earlier today, just this is the just a reminder. This is the second podcast that I have put out today. Uh, kind of this is a trade uh, uh, free agency deadline special. Um, so earlier today, I discussed Mikhail Granlund as being one of my top free agent wish lists of uh, the power rankings that I did on the other podcast. And I think that it, it, there's a good chance that this happens. Like there has been a lot of intrigue on Kyle Dubas's part in Mikhail Granlund. And if they can bring him in and just give up cash, like no asset, I think that it's something that Dubas is heavily considering. And coming off of a down year, I think he's within the price range that the Maple Leafs can afford to bring in as a, as a top six winger. So, Mikhail Granlin, I think, to the Maple Leafs makes a ton of sense. Nick Foligno. Well, if you're bringing in Granlin, you probably can't bring back Foligno. And in this exercise, I actually think Foligno signs before Granlin because I think he just is going to go with his brother, Marcus, and sign in Minnesota. Uh, so that's my guess for Nick Foligno. Would be nice to have him back in Toronto. Uh, I've, I've warmed up a lot more to the idea of bringing him back than I did maybe a couple weeks ago. Again, I think it's still going to have to be at a decent contract, like $3 million tops for Foligno. Uh, but if he is willing to take a pay cut to stay in Toronto to try and win a cup, I think that I would be open to it uh, for the right price. But ultimately, I think playing with his brother is something that interests him a lot as well. So Minnesota makes uh, makes sense there. Last player in this podcast that I will be talking about for the match game is Ryan Getzlaff. Ryan Getzlaff is uh, reportedly hitting the market. The Anaheim Ducks... I had conversations about trying to keep him, but ultimately uh, not going to happen. Looks like he's going to test the market. Now, there is a there is a lot of teams, apparently, who are interested in bringing this guy in to be like a, a veteran fourth-line center. I wonder if Toronto has aspirations of doing this, and this is this year's version of Joe Thornton. <sighs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't have him coming to Toronto. I, the team who I think will end up signing him, though, that'll maybe be of interest to Getzlav would be Edmonton. I think I also heard that Montreal is interested in in signing him um, and trying to get you know Getzlav and Perry reunited again. But Edmonton, I think, is is probably going to be 
right up at the top of the list of teams that he may want to go to as well. Right, They could desperately use bottom six centermen, and good locker room guys seem to be what they're looking for. Someone who's won before, which is clearly their MO, went and picked up Duncan Keith. Now you can go and get another Stanley Cup champion, uh, Olympian in Ryan Getzlav, and you just kind of teach, get them to, to teach the winning ways to this team that hasn't gotten over the hump. And for a lot of the same reasons, I think the Toronto Maple Leafs would be wise to check in on Getzlav and see if there's some interest there. Uh, but I think the Edmonton Oilers are the, the the team that probably settle in on a deal, and he stays on the West Coast. So that does it uh, for my free agent frenzy match game predictions. So uh, I will one more time go through every single one of them, and we'll see how I do. So I got Landeskog going back to Colorado, Brendan Saad to Detroit, Hyman to Edmonton, Blake Coleman to the Devils, Phil Deneau to Seattle, Mike Hoffman to Buffalo, Nick Palmieri to Boston, Mikhail Granlin to Toronto, Nick Foligno to Minnesota, Ryan Getzlaff to Edmonton, Hamilton, Dougie Hamilton going to the New Jersey Devils, Tyson Berry to Edmonton, Alec Martinez re-ups in Vegas. I think Ryan Suter goes to Dallas. Edler goes to Calgary. David Savard to Montreal. And then as for the goaltenders, Philip Grubauer goes to Pittsburgh. Freddie Anderson goes to Carolina. Toronto picking up Peter Morazic. Uh, Martin Jones goes to Boston. Yarrow Halak signs in Vancouver. I think Linus Allmark is the new number one in Colorado. And then Brayden Holpe reunites with Kelly McCrimmon in uh, Las Vegas with the Golden Knights. So We'll see how I do. I'm sure we'll figure it out real quick. Uh, It should be a lot of fun. I love free agency. Um, Definitely one of the most fun days on the calendar. It's usually July 1st, but this year it's July 28th. It's strange. Obviously strange. Uh, COVID has has put a little... A little... uh, A little... What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, it's just changed things. <laughs> I can't find the word. I'm, I'm, I'm searching for it, and I just can't find the word. I've been talking now for about an hour and a half because I've done both of these podcasts. Plus, I did uh, you know a, a show earlier today as well on, on TSN 1050. So I am gassed, so I will stop talking. Uh, but that's to do it for me here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms. You receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. I will be back with another episode tomorrow. We're going to be recapping what happens at free agency on uh, for the free agent frenzy. So make sure that you do subscribe so that you can get that episode again on Thursday. And then on Friday, Tony Ferrari stops by and we have a little bit of prospect talk as well for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.